the Team Performance Podcast with Spencer Horn and Christian Napier. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Team Performance Winning Ways for Uncertain Times podcast. I'm Christian Napier, joined by the man framed beautifully in purple behind you with um, a wonderful combination of holy writ and secular uh, novels and books and tomes behind you, Spencer Horn. Spencer, how you doing? Good, Christian. Good to, to be with you. Yeah, I like uh, I like holy tomes and and uh, secular writ. Oh, I got those backwards. I don't know. I, I'm using words. I don't even know what they mean, you know, just to try to sound smart. But uh, clearly the facade has crumbled in the first 30 seconds of our podcast. But what are you up to, Spencer? How's it going? I've just been overcome by the exuberance of your own verbosity, you know, your, lo- your loquaciousness. Um, I am. I'm doing fairly well you know I, I usually come on and and i'm i'm always excited to to come on with you it's just it's truly a pleasure to be with you and i, I um it, it, this is actually the second time this week you and i've been together we'll talk about that but i uh have been doing a lot of training and coaching all week and the other night for whatever reason i think it was wednesday morning about 3:30 in the morning i woke up and i couldn't go back to sleep and that's very rare for me you know, my mind was going. So I ended up just getting out of bed at 445. And, and, uh, gosh, I, I, this, this is, this has been a, a, a repeating thing for me. I had a, when did I give a, a keynote in Turkey? So I, I think we talked about that, right? Do you remember when I did that? COVID is just driving me nuts. I can't even think of when I, when I did what. I don't know. Um, all a blur, Spencer. You're a very busy man. I, so I, I just gave this presentation in, in Turkey and it was on my calendar at 6 a.m. in the morning. And uh, what ended up, ended up happening was I, I got up early at 530 because I'm like, all right, I'm just going to get ready and get relaxed. And I started getting messages on WhatsApp from in Turkey. And it was starting at 5 a.m. So I'm actually I got up at 430. That's what I got up at 430. And uh, luckily I had gotten up and I'm just looking for another date. I had like five minutes to prepare. And when you, when you speak and you're ready to speak, it doesn't matter. You just, I just went right into it. And, and they had 500 people from all over Europe and, uh, and it turned out, okay. <laughs> I would have been the first time I've ever missed a speaking engagement. So I, I guess what I'm saying is that the last week or so has been a little challenging for me. That's unusual for me. Okay. I've been good, but I got to ask a question before we get to me. There are certain things in life that are mortal fears for me and I dream about them and missing flights, forgetting my passport. Uh, I always have dreams. I'm in the airport and I don't have my passport with me or I've left my laptop or, or something stupid like that. Do you ever had dreams where you have fallen asleep and you have missed one of these big trainings or, you know, things that you were supposed to do, or you, or it's like, Oh, it was supposed to be this day. And it was that day. And you got the days mixed up. You've never had any dreams like that. No, but I did on that day. So it was the 12th of, of February. It's Thursday, the day after veterans day. 
And it was, I, it's on my calendar at 6 a.m. And I double checked, I checked the time zones and everything over there. They wanted me to come on at such and such a time in the afternoon. And it was an hour earlier. So I don't know why, whatever happened, but a sixth sense, maybe that was, it woke me up and I was just like 4.30, like I'm just relaxing, boom, messages. And I'm like, hey, it's, it's, in, it's like in an hour and a half. No, you, you, you get, come on now. So I just threw everything on, didn't even, didn't even comb my hair. Okay. Sorry, I don't have any hair to comb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now. I have to, I, I wonder if there's a connection because you remember we, we, you did this uh, wonderful half day course, five hours of really intensive sales training, which you kindly invited me to, uh, to participate. And my invitation, what said that the thing was supposed to start at 11 and you texted me shortly after 10 and said, Hey, you joining the, the the thing and i'm like yeah I'll, i'm gonna be there and then i have no later, idea because everybody else came on yeah so i'm like i don't know something weird's going on with the time zones here i don't know because uh, uh, that, could, that could very well be but i have no idea because everybody else was there but you and so maybe it's something with <laughs> yeah maybe we have a problem we're <laughs> like daylight savings time just didn't apply to us. And we're just, I have no idea. Yeah. So, so that doesn't happen very often. So I just feel, yeah, I felt a little off my, my game and, you know, and I coach, I like to have some energy and, but you know, when people ask you how you are, I want to be real and, and, and not just say, Oh, I'm awesome. Because then they're like, they don't believe you anymore. And no, I'm tired. Well, but this morning, I'll keep going. I, I, I will talk about this morning. I, I just, no, I just had to, I, I'm just offering you uh, well wishes for a weekend. I hope you can get some semblance of rest over the weekend and recharge your batteries. Cause I know you've, you've really cranked it hard uh, getting everything done this week. You had a million things going on and I appreciate you taking time trying to find a little slice of time in your schedule here to do our crazy little podcast. Oh, I feel the same about you, man. You have been working your tail off with the international Olympic committee. You know, you got great things going on. You're busy as heck. And, and so, and then you do the ladies and gentlemen, he does all this technology, puts it up on the website, puts scripts, timestamps, everything. And it's just amazing. People, around the world. They just love it. And I have a uh, hall of fame speaker that's going to come and, and join us. And in large part, because of the, the great work that you do making this so, uh, so professional. So I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate that too. When is this guy coming on or, or a girl? Well, yeah, girl, Marilyn Sherman. We have to, we have to come up with some dates and, and uh, she wasn't able today because she was just coming home from speaking. She's in high demand. Uh, virtual meetings, in-person meetings, and she is a, a fabulous speaker. I met her when I was just joined the National Speakers Association in Las Vegas, and um, but that was five years ago, and I was so so impressed with her then. And she's just risen the, the, the charts of fame in the speaking industry. So, well, hopefully, we can get her on after Thanksgiving. Yeah, absolutely. That we'll we'll get a couple dates and, and get her get her to, to show up. Well, what's on the docket today? Well, I just mentioned Thanksgiving, right? 
it's that time of year when we feel particularly grateful. So I thought we could do a podcast where we just talk about the concept of gratitude and, uh, you know, we can just see how it goes. We can share the things that we're grateful for, how gratitude has impacted our lives, um, how gratitude can impact uh, your career. Although you don't necessarily, I mean, you want to do it genuinely. You don't want to just do it to make money. Right. But uh, I think uh, this is the time of year when I think gratitude is an appropriate topic to, to address. Well, certainly for us in the United States, we are celebrating Thanksgiving that, the the time when the you know the pilgrims who came to this this country uh you know they were struggling to eat and feed themselves and the native americans that were here really saved them taught them how to plant in in the soil and how to how to harvest and when they had that harvest they they had a you know a very important uh, uh meal that they shared together and so for us in the United States, this is a time that's been set aside to, uh, to, to really remember the blessings that we all have. And I know Canada does theirs in, in October and other countries may, may have different times where they uh, focus on gratitude. But I think it's such an important practice, just the idea I mean, all the time, not just during a holiday, but I think um, we, we get to you know, we've just gone through and are actually going through uh, a very divisive and, and stressful time in this country. And what's interesting is gratitude is almost a healing balm that can renew us and reinvigorate our souls and our minds during this time. It's, a, it's an incredible blessing just to practice gratitude. And so what a, I, I think the timing of, of our election along with this, this holiday is very fitness. Yeah, it is. Uh, you mentioned the healing power of it and you and I just watched a, a talk uh, or I, not a really talk. It was a video, right? It was a short video, yeah, a short presentation. 10, 12 minutes long, something like that uh, from the, head of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, who was talking about the healing power of gratitude. And yeah. uh, that was, that was certainly impactful. And I'm, I'm curious, you know, if you, as you look at your life, have you noticed any experiences where uh, gratitude has brought comfort, peace, healing, even in a difficult time? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I actually, I talk about it in, in my trainings and, I did after the training you and I did on Tuesday, that was that five hour training. I did two, three hour workshops for uh, one was a CEO group. Another one was a senior executive group. Both of them were in the LA area. And the topic is one that I do a lot on the neuroscience of effective leadership. And one of the whole ideas of this, uh, of this topic is to match our intentions with our impact and how creating this positive environment at, at work uh, increases engagement and productivity. And, and I give all kinds of examples, scientific uh, data, but when we're under stress, I, I have them take my behavioral assessment because it measures a lot of stress that people are under right now. And it's so timely for, for many people, because here's what is, here's what I'm hearing on these conversations. And so I'll, I'm going to, this is a long way to answer your question. 
I got on these calls and everybody checks in before I have the uh, chance to speak and the host introduces me, I get to hear from all of the participants. And these are smaller groups, right? But um, people were saying, you know, I'm, I'm so disappointed at my, my Thanksgiving plans have been canceled. My, I was supposed to go to Arizona to my sister's house. And, you know, I, I just can't because the, you know, the governor uh, of California says, you know, we can't do this. And so now do I, you know, do I, do I just disregard that or do I live with the wrath of my, you know, my sister? And so, you know, personally, I'm just frustrated. Another person says, I have just lost all motivation. I mean, if people aren't coming over, why even put forward the effort? I mean, so many people are dealing with that. And here in Utah, you know, up until just yesterday when the governor amended his, his order, uh, we weren't, going to be able to get together. And as a matter of fact, part of my family is not coming to our Thanksgiving celebration because of, of COVID. And I think, you know, we have been dealing with this for so long and there's been so much stress and so much anxiety, racial uh, tensions and political rancor and dispute. And, and it's still going on in lawsuits and, and for people who are outside, you know, watching that process, it, this has happened before, but you've got to go through that process. But for a lot of people, that's unsettling. So right now, there's just a lot of anxiety and stress and pressure. People are sick. I don't know what it is, but I feel like, Christian, personally, I'm praying for more individuals than, than I ever have because sick and dying. I just talked to a friend last night who, when I was talking about COVID, he was saying, you know, his his aunt was one of those first in the New York city area that, that went to the hospital. It was kind of before they had really started showing compassion and understand and nobody could come see her. And she was in the hospital for like two months, died of loneliness, you know? And, and, and so we're talking about this and this, this is what people and families are dealing with since March. And it's just not letting up. And so in this presentation, I, I talk about the need to, to manage stress because under stress and under pressure, Christian, we have heightened uh, emotions and we are making poorer decisions. We are fighting with others more. We're not making that positive environment that's needed for higher engagement and higher productivity. And so one of the strategies, and I give like nine strategies to help regain control of your thinking brain, right? And not allowing the emotions to take over and causing you to create a negative environment. You know, there's a saying by the Roman Epicurus. He says, skillful pilots are made in storms and tempests. Not when things are smooth. You know, you and I have been studying in the Holy Writ about an ancient people that, you know, went through storms to get to the, the promised land. It's a great metaphor for our lives, right? We go through storms and and that can either make us stronger if we allow us those storms, those tempests, those challenges. Or some people, it, it causes us to, to, to lose our perspective and become angry and, and emotional. But one of the skills, and not just for life, but in business that can help you to overcome that stress and tension and frustration is gratitude. Now, I know that was a, a roundabout way, but 
of, of answering your question. But here's the rest of the story. When I was 18 years old, my mother, Noelle Horn, beautiful woman, opera singer, both my parents sang opera. My father was from Germany. He met my mother uh, at the University of Alberta. And they were singing in the opera together in college. And he bent over and split his tights. And I guess he caught her attention somehow. And, and anyway, long story short, they got married. And uh, But she was just this beautiful person. And, and marriage didn't last. And she was uh, raising a family of four and uh, as a teacher and struggling in life. And I remember um, when I was 18, she gathered my two sisters and my brother together. And she'd just gotten back from the doctor. And she said, I have six months to live. Now, she was in her late 40s, but 10 years earlier, she had had breast cancer and had a mastectomy. And, and uh, for some unknown reason, that had come back in, in the form of bone cancer, which is a very deadly form of cancer. And it had metastasized. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, yeah. yeah throughout her entire body. and. The, the prognosis was, was poor, but she was a school teacher. And she says, you know what? We're going to continue to live our lives. Spencer, you're getting ready to go on a mission. You're going to go on a mission. And that's the, uh, you know, at that time it was during the recession. It was 1983. This was, I was in my senior year in high school. And that was during a, a, a recessionary period in, in the world or in the United States. And so they had shortened the two-year mission to 18 months because of the, you know, the, the expense that was, it was so expensive, but, um, and she's like, and I'm going to keep teaching, you know, I love teaching. I'm going to do it as long as I can physically do it. And I remember that she would come home from school and she just sit on the couch, Christian, and put her feet up a blanket over and she was in such pain she would just sit there and not move and she would correct all her papers at school she would sit on a stool and she couldn't move all day just because of the pain at my farewell my missionary farewell we had a you know traditional uh, traditional party and people came over and well wished me and and somebody gave my mom a hug and broke three of her ribs just from the hug that's how fragile she was and i remember leaving and I got called to Rome, Italy, and she was so excited. She's good. I'm going to go to Rome where, you know, she loved the romantic languages. She, you know, sang in French and Italian. she studied in Italy music. She studied in Siena and she was so excited for me to go there. And, um, and I remember going to the missionary training center and saying goodbye to her. And I just was bawling because I didn't know if I'd ever see her again. And here I am, this kid from Utah with my religious beliefs and faith from the church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints. And I went to the wonderful people of Rome, Italy and, and the regions roundabout who have, you know, a great religious history of their own. And it was tough. And I remember writing my mom and I would just um, complain. It was hard, you know, and she's going through all this at home. She never once Christian ever complained about anything. All she did was write letters to me to uh, build me up and encourage me. And I just, I, 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 you know, I 
was getting towards the end of my mission. She lived longer and she did all this stuff that she could to, to live longer. At the time, the Food and Drug Administration in this country didn't approve certain treatments. So it was, I mean, if she would have had this today, she probably would have lived. But back then, uh, she decided to go to Mexico for this special vitamin treatment. And uh, she ended up living longer. But I remember coming to the end of, I had three months left in my 18 month service. And I called my dad and we had an option that we could stay for two years. And so I was like, optimistic, my mom was doing well. And and I called dad and I said, dad, I'd really like to stay, you know, I've only got three months. And he says, well, the doctors feel like it, that's it's three months is, is the limit of how she's going to, you know, it's, it's now two years later, right? Three, three more months will be two years from that original meeting that she had with us. And I said, okay, I'll be home. Within a few weeks, I got a call from my church leadership and said, we need you to come home because, because my parents were divorced. I was my mother's executor. And uh, I came home, I flew home on a Thursday and she was so sick, Christian. She, you know, I came in, she thought I was an angel or something and she was dying. And, and, um, and she lived another six months after that. And it gave us such precious time together because I was able to get all the arrangements done. I was able to spend time with her. I was able to pick out where we would come visit her in the cemetery. And we were able to talk about my experience in Italy and, I cannot think of that memory. I took a long time to explain it. I can't think of that experience and be upset. It's a powerful emotion that comes of gratitude for the time that I had with my mom, her example of how she behaved under these terrible, she didn't choose the the cancer. It happened, but she chose how she responded with such grace and um, dignity that that gratitude is just so strong. And it defeats any negative emotion instantly. And it's a, and it's a technique that if you are feeling sorry for yourself or frustrated or angry, if you can think of something in your life that you are so grateful for. It has to be a strong emotion. It has to be a real emotion. It will defeat any negative emotion. And that's the answer to your question. I'm sorry, that's about 20 minutes longer than you probably expected. But uh, Well, that's a beautiful memory, Spencer, and uh, incredibly powerful very personal. And I appreciate you sharing it with such um, vulnerability and authenticity. Uh, I, I just feel like we should just stop <laughs> I mean, and, and reflect on that. But I think you've said some things that are really, really important from your, that you learn from your own personal experience. And that is um, the power of a positive memory. And, and, uh, and I hope that the people who are listening in their life experience can find one thing like that, uh, that can it doesn't have to be that you know, a tragic experience, no, I mean, but it can extra be an time. Anchor, right? It can be an right. anchor to, right. to, to keep you from, to, you know, from, from drowning or falling off the cliff or whatever metaphor you want to use, uh, something to just snap you back into the proper perspective. 
I find that most often I, I'm feeling in a, I, I'm in a difficult place because I, I lose sight of the bigger picture and the memories that you, a memory like yours, which you just shared, that's, it puts things into perspective, right? It just, it's like, oh, that kind of brings me back to focus on the things that are important. We did that little exercise the other day where we watched that little National Geographic uh, video, yeah. which was all about focus and then missing everything that's going on around you because your brain can just focus on certain things. And exactly. And when we're, when we're caught up in all of the anxieties and the stresses of our present situation, uh, it's easy to lose sight of the things that really matter most. And I think your advice is perfect. If you can, if you can have at the ready, this uh, really impactful memory, it can just put it. And that's the key. You actually have to practice it for it to be, to, to, for it to work. You know, you have to, you have to be able to recall it in this, in this stressful time. And I, I, I'm looking at something because you just brought up such a great point. You know, I, I like to study scripture. You know, you see them behind me here. And one of the things I do is use my phone to study. And then I, I make tags for things that, that are important to me. And one of the tags is remember. And I have so far 24 times where I read where we're actually commanded to remember. And I believe it's part of that because when we remember, we think of all the good things that have happened to us that, you know, I, I believe that these good things come from, from God. And here we are talking to people in, you know, businesses, but just the idea, this, this concept of gratitude, we would teach to special forces whose lives depended on them to being able to think clearly. And it's such a powerful thing that it can overcome and conquer fear. But, you know, when, when you think of all the things that all the blessings that you have, you stop feeling, I stop feeling sorry for myself. And I, and I switch from, from that uh, frustration or thoughts of lack into, man, I am so blessed and I need to, I need to be wor almost worthy of those great blessings. And so I need to get to work. And I absolutely, that actually causes us to take action and it motivates us to move. And it, what's interesting is motive is, you know, a, a reason, right. And then action or action is to move. And so to me, gratitude gives me that motivation to, to get off my butt and stop feeling sorry for myself. Well, that's a good way to put it. Uh, you know, in this crazy time, uh, uh, you mentioned the experience while we were talking, uh, uh, earlier than, uh, on the call, uh, with, uh, with someone that you knew who had, uh, an aunt or something uh, who had been hospitalized uh, for COVID yeah. stuck in the hospital yeah. for two months, not able to see anybody else. And, uh, right. and there's a not insignificant portion of the population who are isolated uh, because right. of their risk factors right. um, or because they are already sick. And down the street from us, I don't know, maybe a, a mile down the road, there's, there is um, an assisted living facility that 
we have opportunity to go and help people in this facility on occasion uh, when, great. when we're called. Um, and we haven't been able to do that lately because of the pandemic. So that is, that is pretty much stopped. But if you go and see these people, you know that they're near the end. They are usually in small rooms. Most of the people in these rooms have pictures. They are pictures of family members or cherished friends, lifelong friends. When it's all over, that's really what matters are the relationships. We've talked on this podcast when it comes back to business, how important relationships are. Yeah. And, um, I find these relationships to be a tremendous source of gratitude for me. Yeah. Uh, it's a relationship with you. You're a, a great, uh, a dear friend. It's a relationship with, uh, you know, my wife or my children, family members, um, associates that I've worked with on the games. I do this other podcast, Salt Lake 2002. When yeah. you ask people about the legacy of the games for them, almost every response is the relationships. It's all about the people. Yeah. To be successful and happy uh, in business and in a personal life, um, I think it's important to, to be very grateful for the relationships that we have. And not everybody has relationships. Sometimes it's difficult. You know, you're, you're in challenging family uh, environments. The work uh, environment could be toxic. Uh, but... If there is one relationship that you've had in your life that 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 had some kind of positive impact on you, um, you know, maybe that's one to hold on to and and think about at this time of year when you're trying to get out of the funk that we're in and, um, you know, rise above it. You know, you just uh, you're so right, uh, Christian, I couldn't just very well said I. I just had another conversation today with a senior HR director from a major franchise that is bringing me in to do some uh, training for them. And, you know, we were originally going to do a communication workshop and then emotional intelligence, but they've had so much of that. The challenge that they have is that the senior leadership from the, uh, the parent company will go into the franchise restaurants, right? And they're very transactional they're just to check the box and they do not connect. They, there's no empathy. And as a result, the, the, the just how they feel about the, you know, the parent company or the people that come to them is, is not as positive as it could be. And it's hard, you know, they just come and say, Hey, you need to do this. You need to do that. It's just completely transactional. And so there's no relationship. There's no connection. You know, we, we talked on Tuesday, a big part of everything we, we almost the entire time we spent on how to develop relationships with people. If you really break it down to that, that's what we talked about, because who do people buy from? Who they know and trust based on relationships, and you can create those relationships fairly quickly. And it's so funny because when I called this, I set up this appointment with this executive. You know, the first thing we talked about was, you know, how, how is your family doing? What are your plans? And then I had all these questions I wanted to have, but my natural pro proclivity, my style, my natural tendency is let's just get this done. I mean, I, cause I got all these questions I need to ask you, but 
that's so much less effective. And I've actually had to practice this. And, and when you think about it, you're right. The things that, that, that I'm so grateful for in business are the friendships that I have with my clients, it's the relationships. I'm grateful for that. It gives me comfort. It gives me confidence too, because they're, if they have a problem or a question, they call me. And, and I'm grateful for that. And I feel like, you know, there's so many benefits uh, of gratitude. I, it improves mental health. There's tons of research on that. It improves physical health, right? I mean, it, it causes us to, to sleep better. It improves our self-esteem. It reduces stress and anxiety, as I just described in how this training can help overcome, you know, emotional hijacks. It, it, it creates more balance and, and, in our lives it increases productivity. I mean, what's not to love about it. So my question is, is why do you, do you think there's a problem with gratitude in this country? And if so, why? Uh, I, I don't know the answer to the question. Uh, I'm not an expert on the demographics. I, I do know that in our particular nation, the United States of America, we're not so united at the moment. Uh, so there's a lot of division. Uh, that being said, I do think that if you sat down with people and you just asked them uh, it, to take an inventory of their lives, they everybody would find things that they were grateful for. And, um, and I've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed this. Um, I don't read the comments too much on news articles because if I read them too much, uh, I stress out, uh, they give me anxiety. So I've learned to kind of stay away from those things, but it's interesting to see what happens on the, on the COVID articles. When someone puts in a comment, I'm really grateful for the healthcare workers. Thank you for taking care of us. I know you're working hard and you're exhausted, but I appreciate all that you do. And then yeah. you'll see a string of comments that follow right after it, basically echoing that same sentiment, you know, Isn't that interesting? Uh, it, it's, so it is quite interesting. Someone should, uh, you know, somebody ought to, ought to do, uh, do a study on that, I guess. Um, First of all, our attitudes it, it, to say your attitude is catching is not just a, uh, it is a scientific fact. It's not just a, tr uh, you know, a, a pleasant uh, meme or, or idea. It is a literally a, a fact that we, we influence how other people are thinking by how we think. And so just by sharing with the world that you're grateful for something, I, I mean, one of my favorite commercials I, I play in one of my keynotes is this, uh, old Coke commercial. I think it's set in India, right? And, and it, it's just this, one guy gets dirt on his hands and this little girl that's selling balloons comes up and pours some water on his hands and, and walks away. And that just sets in motion all of these, you know, kind actions that somebody does and then somebody else does. And at the end, it's so cute because it all comes back to this little gal who's kind of sitting dejected on the beach and it's a Coca-Cola commercial. So the person gives her a Coke and makes her feel better, <laughs> but it's so true. I mean, that's, karma, if you want to call it, but it is, we send out into the world just by a simple gratitude statement. And, uh, and 
I think we can have such an impact on the world just by focusing on things that we're grateful for. Well, it's standard business practice, right? Uh, when you're following up with customers or, or clients to thank them for, you know, letting you sell them something or provide a yeah. service to them for something, you know, Absolutely. in that cycle, there's always a follow-up uh, uh, area after, after something's closed. And so we are conditioned to do that from a sales perspective. I wonder sometimes how well conditioned we are to do that from an employee perspective or a teammate perspective, you know, to help strengthen relationships simply by expressing gratitude to people for the work that they did. You know, sometimes that's a good question. You know, managers, we can take it for granted the work that our, our staff do uh, or our, our company does. And um, you know, maybe, maybe we could benefit from expressing our gratitude for the work that our people do on a more regular basis. And if you do Christian, I don't know if you remember, I talked about what's called the reciprocity bias on Tuesday. If you do, you will plug into a cognitive bias that we all have. And that is that when you give someone, uh, you know, you express gratitude, they uh, even, so that's, that's giving someone a gift, you know, just a compliment or expressing gratitude is, is a gift of some sort. It first of all lights up their brain and gives them dopamine, but, but doing something for somebody and, and expressing that gratitude causes them to want to reciprocate. It just, you know, just the brain wants to do it. And, and that's one of the reasons why it gets, it, it, you give back to someone else. It just starts a chain reaction. So if it's not a habit, it, it gets to be, it should be, I mean, we need to make it one. Well, I think we, I think we should. So uh, it's been a fascinating conversation on, on gratitude at this time of year when we are all feeling grateful, even though, as you mentioned, uh, with your CEO group and executives, um, this is an unusual Thanksgiving celebration and it is putting us uh, at a disadvantage when we want to have the traditional meal with our family and uh, or our extended family as well. And, and we're not able to do that. Um, it's, it's difficult, but I still think that we have a multitude of things to be grateful for. You're so right. As right you Spencer, well, yeah. I'm grateful for you sharing this hour with me. I really appreciate it. If people want to learn more about the really awesome stuff that you do and how you can help them, uh, what's the best way for them to reach out and contact you? So, uh, email me Spencer at Altium Leadership, that's A-L-T-I-U-M leadership.com. Or you can go on our website, altiumleadership.com and message me. And Christian, I, I want to say something about you. You know, one of the things you talked about going to these senior centers and, and having remembering all the relationships by the pictures they have. One of the things that you excel at is helping people remember those connections that they've had in the past. You've actually created a whole system around that to, to capture those memories and those stories. And if someone wants to learn more about that, because we want to remember the great relationships in our lives because it brings us great joy. It doesn't make all the sadness go away, but it sure helps to get through that. If someone wanted to learn about that or all the other great work that you do, how can they find out? Well, uh, I appreciate you mentioning that, Spencer, particularly this time of year when we're all waxing nostalgic. Uh, yeah. It's it's nice to to kind of 
take a, a look back on those beautiful uh, life experiences. And so we have created uh, a website called lifestoriesrevered.com. Uh, and we can help people document these memories in a, in a very efficient way and also share them in a, in a very elegant, tasteful way. Uh, and, uh, so I would love to help anybody who, who is interested in documenting the life stories of a loved one, a friend, a, a parent, a grandparent. Um, yeah. So thank you very much for mentioning that. If people want to learn more about that, they can go to lifestoriesrevered.com or you can also email me at cnapier at gp4.com. That's gpfour.com. You can also go to the gp4.com website or you can look me up on LinkedIn, uh, Christian Napier on LinkedIn. And uh, I'm happy to hear from anybody. So Spencer, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's been a great, a great hour. And uh, I look forward to uh, catching all of our listeners who are liking and subscribing. We appreciate you very much listeners for participating in our journey together. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you all listeners. And uh, we'll catch you again soon. 